0: Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter, and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hello, welcome back. We have been on a break for the past month, and I thought I would open up this last season of 2022 with a little bit of behind the scenes about how I spent that month. I thought you might like to know about um, what I'm thinking about in terms of design, decor, where I see things going, and how I hope that you fit into all of it. So if you have been listening for a while, or maybe if you receive my my, uh, uh, semi-weekly emails, uh, I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be, but they're about once a week, then you have probably heard me mention the phrase slow style. Slow style is a philosophy that I have been developing around the idea that to create a beautiful, meaningful home, one that is layered with stories of your life and where you've been and and also a reflection of your passions and your your values and and who you want to become, all put together in a very visually pleasing way uh with with rooms that feel cohesive flowing from one room to another with with a palette of colors and textures and materials that that all feel and look really beautiful to you then that kind of a home that happens over time your style your signature style wholly unique to you is an evolution it's not a static expression representing current trends or conversely stuck in an outdated expression of who you were 20 years ago in another lifetime. It is intimately connected to who you are in this moment and all of your life experiences that have brought you to this point. So what have I been working on this past month? Two two big things. One is I am continuing to work on a book proposal that I hope to have published put out into the world sometime in the, in the future. It's been an ongoing project several months long. I'm on my fourth draft, I think. Um, and, and the other big thing I've been working on is a, a revision or, or completely updated version of an online course that I taught a few years ago. I taught it a couple of times and, then kind of put it to bed for a little while while I while I worked on our monthly membership, The Slow Style Society, but I am now wanting to revive it. So first, let me just share with you a little bit about the book. If you have never written a nonfiction book proposal, uh, then you probably are as in the dark as i was about what goes into it. it it's a it's actually a rather big project in and of itself that requires uh, graphic design and photo elements as well as text and there are some really specific sections that that need to be put into this document it's a big document it's like 40 pages long and it has market research in there, tar- target audience research. It's got research into comparable titles. And then, of course, it has a, a chapter outline. It has a, a conceptual overview. It's got a lot of photos. The photos need to be cohesive and tell a story just as much as the words do. It's got a couple of chapters uh, for, for sample writing. So it, it's a big document. The cool thing about it, and besides the fact that I'm really excited about it. <laughs> is that in the process of of doing this and revising it so many times, is that it has really kind of forced me to be that much more clear about the slow style philosophy approach, framework, whatever you want to call it, that I have been working on for the past couple of years as I have been developing content for the Slow Style Society, the, the monthly membership. So, when I first started the podcast, uh, gosh, seven years ago, um, you know, I didn't have a clear idea in my head of how I would teach somebody else to create a home that they love. I, I, I knew how to do it myself because I'd been working on it for 25 years and really honed my eye and developed my my foundational design skills. But I I wouldn't, I mean, other than just talking about it and giving my opinion here and there, you know, I was just in the beginning stages of articulating why something works and and then therefore how I would go about helping someone to make something work. So um, anyway, fast forward to a couple of years ago when I started the membership, that's when I was really kind of zeroing in on this framework that, that I now call slow style that uh, I, I am talking about on the podcast and that I'm teaching as much as I can to anyone who'll listen. <laughs> um, what I want to talk about today is who Slow Style is for and and conversely, who it's not for, who would be ideally suited to take an online course from me about Slow Style and whether or not it, it resonates with you. First, Let's talk broadly about slow style, and and whether or not this this philosophy, this approach, is something that that you can really relate to. Slow style is the antithesis of disposable decor. It's the antithesis of being committed to one specific style, where you go out and you meticulously curate uh, the the right. Furniture and artwork and accessories to emulate a very particular style, often one that you might see uh, being promoted by a celebrity designer. It's the antithesis of million-dollar makeovers that happen in the blink of an eye on TV. Slow style is for real people with real homes and and for maybe people who have never been taught the skills of design scale composition balance color pattern palettes all of that kind of thing but it's 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 specifically for people who who really crave those homes that look collected over time in other words homes that clearly are very personal and have a lot of meaning and look like no one else's But they're also done beautifully so that they don't look like a, like a jumbled mess, right? That they, they, they're not like walking into a thrift store or a pawn shop where, where there's just stuff everywhere and collections everywhere. There's a lot of consideration that clearly goes into flow and colors and how a room is put together. But what I really want to call your attention to is, is the first word, which is slow, slow style. The reason why I kind of latched onto this term was because first I want to take the pressure off of having to have a perfectly done home all at once. And, and I think that there is a lot out there that says, you know, you make these decisions, like, like let's say you're renovating a house or you've just moved into a home. And, and especially in those times, you feel all this pressure to make a ton of decisions all at once. And then maybe you're so exhausted by that that you, you never look at it again, right? For 20 years, everything stays in the same place. You never change the colors, right? Because it was so either so exhausting or maybe so expensive. But another way a home is done all at once is is when you do hire a designer. And, and they are basically taking a look at your home as, as a whole – and looking at the cohesivity of, of how things feel from room to room. And they are kind of coming up with a entire design scheme that will work all at once where primarily what you're doing is getting rid of most of what you own and buying all new things that work and look beautiful together and it is a bit of a ta-da moment right it happens it happens fairly quickly but we're talking about slow style and and as i said earlier a truly beautiful home in in my mind is one that is obviously layered with visual stories and meaningful objects that have been collected over time masterfully presented yes so that it's visually appealing but by definition a beautiful home or having a beautiful style overall is one that doesn't happen overnight. That that's what I believe. And you may or may not agree with me. And if you don't agree with me then then um, this this approach may not be for you. But I like to equate a home to to your person. So let let's take let's take the question, who are you? If you describe your personality and your habits, your values, your opinions, your temperament, your interests, your passions you're gonna you're gonna be laying out a description of a multi-dimensional human being, right? Those descriptors of yourself are the result of years of experiences that have led to who you are today. And I think a home is the same way. If you are really showing up in your home, then your home is going to have those layers of who you are and your life experience as well as looking ahead to what you're currently passionate in, what your interests are, and kind of who you want to become in in the next phase of your life. The problem that I'm seeing is that there's a disconnect between who we are and how we're showing up in our homes. So our homes are just not reflecting this multi-dimensional person that we've just described. And in part, I think that's because we have been inundated with social media, uh, well, a long track record of, of gorgeous design magazines, and, but you know, then HG, HGTV and then social media showing us beautiful home after beautiful home that we've kind of lost track of figuring out what we love on our own. We're just we're just so inundated with imagery that we then feel compelled to copy it, and we've also, I think, through this sort of been taught, maybe not directly, but but subconsciously taught that we don't actually know what we're doing and that we need experts to do it for us. So let me describe two different ways in which I see people not showing up in their homes, where there's that disconnect between this multidimensional person that they are, fabulous, wonderful, complex, interesting, and And then the homes that they're, that they're living in. Okay. If you haven't given much energy or consideration or even money, and I'm not saying you have to be super rich to have a beautiful home, but, but, but you do have to invest in certain aspects of your home. So if you haven't done that, then that home is only going to reflect the parts of you that you probably like the least. There's probably, I'm probably going to see a lot of disorganization, you know, systems that don't work. There's a lot of clutter, Um, I might see a lot of kind of blah, like, um, you know, maybe a lot of beige everywhere, uh, but not intentional, just sort of, well, whatever the paint color, the builders built it or the builders painted it. Um, You know, there's not going to be a lot of very personal things hanging on the wall. So it's just kind of mm, just doesn't have a lot of personality. Um, I, I also might see rooms that are outdated that, that clearly are kind of stuck in a in a time warp. Now, the other type of home that I see that feels disconnected between the dynamic people who live there and and the way the home is has been decorated are the people that actually love interiors. And, and if you are binge watching the TV shows and buying the the books and the, all this, st- if you go to Target and, you, you know, every time you go, you cannot help but fill your cart with a new pillow, a new candle, and a new tablecloth, and you're constantly buying things and, and changing things up and you, you just love it, then your home might be reflecting aspects of who you are, but mostly fleeting ones you've got a lot of quick trends that that catch your eye and give you this dopamine rush for about 10 minutes. But then, you know, you've haphazardly dotted your rooms with things that you're getting bored with in just a few months. In this case, what's happened is you've skipped over some critical steps in thinking about how you want to feel and what you want to experience before you buy the stuff. Whereas in the first case, What you're skipping over is the understanding that your surroundings are affecting your happiness levels, your mental health, your well-being. So if you want a different way to live in your home than those two ways I've described, and there are are lots of other ways that are happening out there that I also feel like people are kind of disconnected from who they are and and how they're expressing themselves through their style. If you want a different way and you want to surround yourself with beauty and Walk into a room of your home that truly delights you, then slow style might be the new perspective that you're looking for. So, those are the kinds of things I've been thinking about for the narrative of my book. And, and here today, I'm sort of testing out the waters to see if you resonate, generally speaking, with slow style. So, definitely let me know. I mean, send me an email, give me some responses. You can find my contact information at little yellow couch.com, or you can just email directly Zandra at LittleYellowCouch.com. I I genuinely want to know if this approach is feeling like, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I I want more of that. All right, but let me now move on to my thoughts around the online course. Um, Again, that was sort of the second big project I've been immersing myself in during this month long break from the podcast. We'll be back after a quick break. I assume you're here because you want a -a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design, and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework, in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. What I've determined is I want the course that that I hope to have available by the end of the year, and I realize the clock's ticking because by the time you're listening to this, it's already November, Uh, but I'd like it to be available before the end of the year. I want it to be a hands-on laboratory for you to use to learn and apply these design lessons of slow style. I want you to think of your room, one room at a time in your home, as a place to really try things out. Now, I, I'm specifically uh, creating the course around one room or one room at a time because I don't think you can do your whole house or your entire style all at once. I don't think that's realistic. If you hire someone to do it for you, they're professionals, they're spending all their time on it. Yes, they, they can do an entire house at once, but presumably you have a whole life going on outside of just decorating your home. So I, I, I think that's just, you're, Biting off more than you can chew. But I also don't think the way to go is to just do little tweaks here and there in every room of your home. Um, I think you do that once your style is really solidified and really um, you've got it. You're very confident about it and you've kind of done everything that you that you intend to do throughout your home. And then, yes, then you're just going to make little tweaks here and there. But if you're at the beginning stages of really uh, digging into your signature style and developing it, then I think it's best to concentrate on one room at a time because it's not, you're not biting off more than you can chew, but you're getting the opportunity to really create a vision that encompasses all aspects of design at a scale that is manageable. So the basic idea here is that you'll be transforming one room in your home in about 4 weeks through the lessons of this course. So uh, some of you may have taken a course that I taught in the past uh, called Master the Mix and it was it was similar to what I'm talking about here. Uh, in that, once again, you'll be learning the foundational design principles using primarily what you already own to make the transformation. Things like changing the furniture arrangement, moving rugs, artwork around, repurposing things. But this time, and this is why I'm so excited about this course and that that it is feeling kind of brand new to me, is that I want to put those lessons in the larger context of slow style as a very particular step-by-step approach. So I've been developing and sharing lessons for students in my monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, over the past couple of years. And that's where I've really honed this framework that that I'm now referring to as slow style. So I did the course for a couple of years and then I stopped doing that, then did the membership, still doing that, um, and now bringing the course back. I want this framework to be replicable over time and throughout the rooms in your home. So rather than giving you four weeks worth of lessons in design principles, I'm going to teach you a step-by-step process for how you can actually create an overall signature style that can be applied one room at a time. I don't know if that Clarifies anything. Um, you'll be hearing more about the specifics of the course, you know, over the next couple of weeks. But I, today, I'm really just trying to give you a behind the scenes, what's going on in my head, and what my my goals are for the course, for my book, for you know, um, really what my intentions are, because I need to make sure that that they're resonating with you. The next question I've been mulling over is who is this course for? And immediately a lot of questions come up about about online courses, that as as a as a teaching modality. Online courses uh usually have video lessons in them, worksheets. There's sometimes a live component where you can ask the, the, the course creator, the teacher questions and answers, maybe um there's a private like Facebook group type of thing where you can get feedback from each other, from the other students as well as the teacher that that's you know, typically what an online course is. So the first question I'm asking myself is so who 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 wants to even learn in this way? Some of you will have never taken an online course, but you know, you may want to consider this. So so you're new to the the whole thing and maybe you're a little bit nervous about, Um, do I even want to learn this way or how do I, what is the tech that's going to be involved? How difficult is this going to be? Um, or maybe some of you have only taken online courses in the context of work. So it's been sort of required or highly encouraged by a team leader. Um, and maybe it's even been a little bit boring or maybe because you love interior design, you've taken one of those master classes. I think there's one out right now with, um, Oh, I forget her name. She's, I love her work and I I can't remember who she's a very famous interior designer. Um, You know, those masterclasses, like they'd have them like with Robert De Niro on the art of acting and they have one with Ina Garten on the art of cooking and stuff like that. Um, I want to make sure that this online course works for as many people as possible, but I recognize that it may not work with everyone. You do have to be okay with the fact that it's virtual. You're not going somewhere and meeting a teacher and other students in person. So what types of students would this work for? I think there are maybe four different types, and I'm basing this on my own experience with teaching a course and running this workshop. So these are the four types of students that I currently encounter in my experience as a teacher, first you've got the a plus student. This is the student that is fired up about the subject matter and also very enthusiastically plop down their money to 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 pay for the course and they want to get the most out of it they're they're ready they're they're self motivated um they are the ones that do all of the watch all the video lessons and do all the homework and fill out all the worksheets and come to all the live calls and participate in the private Facebook group. Those are the people that really, really run with it. And those people, they well, to be perfectly frank, they get the most out of it, right? Um, so if you you know, the more you can be like that, I think the more bang you're going to get for your buck. However, those are not the majority of students that I have. And that's because this is this is real life. And like I said earlier, you got other things to do than decorate your house. You're not doing this for work. You're doing this for pleasure. So most people don't have that kind of unlimited attention to give to an online course over, a you know, that's stretched out over four weeks. So then there are the students that that just kind of go at their own pace. They they show up for a good amount of the live calls. They definitely are asking me questions and getting my personalized feedback. So they're taking advantage of that. They're doing, you know, maybe 75% of the lessons and applying them in their own home. But it, it, they're not done at the end of the four weeks. They're still working on that room. They're going at their own pace, which is perfectly understandable. and And frankly, I have no... Um, I have no need to to set some sort of deadline for the for the end result here. Again, I, this is about slow style. I'm I'm saying it should take you about four weeks, if you have a reasonable amount of time to put toward it to kind of set aside on on the weekends for four weeks, because I think it does help us. To, we, to stay with something. Like if we, if we drop something and don't come back to it for a few weeks, I think we do lose our momentum. We do lose our motivation. And so by being together in a group and with me as your coach, you know, I think trying to, trying to really set aside those four weeks to work on it, I think you're going to get faster results, but that does not mean that it has to be quote unquote done at the end of four weeks. And for many students that I've had in the past, they, they do take longer than four weeks. Perfectly fine. Then there's the student who is gung-ho at the beginning, really excited, but then gets stuck along the way. And for whatever reason, they stay stuck. And so they kind of let things drop and then they never finish and they don't really get enough out of the course to make them feel happy and satisfied. These are the people that I really want to make sure I really, if if this is the type of student that you typically are with an online course or that you're worried you might be, if you took the kind of course I'm describing, I really want to help you. I want you to be unstuck. I do not want you to stay stuck. And a lot of people, when they get stuck, it's because of the, it's not because they, they tell me it's not that I'm not explaining things or I'm not you know, giving them enough information. It's more that they feel paralyzed by indecision, by, um, by feelings of overwhelm or something comes up in life that has nothing to do with this. And that just kind of derails them for a while, but then they sort of lose touch. They don't reach out to me and say, Hey, I've been gone absent for three weeks because I had to take care of my mother who was in the hospital. Um, and now I want to get started again, but I've lost my momentum. I've lost my way. I really need, I need a fresh start. I need a little jump start, right? I'm here for you if you, if you do that, or if you get stuck for some other reason, like I said, like you're just feeling overwhelmed or conflicted or whatever, I want to make sure you don't stay there, but that is going to require you, if you're that type of student to let me know what's going on uh, and, and let me help. So now I feel like I've just been on an infomercial and all I've been doing is plugging this new course. And I apologize for that because while I do want to start to get the word out about the the fact that it's in the works and I I really would love your honest feedback about kind of what you're looking for, what would make you happy, what would work for you, how you feel about slow style. Um, I also just genuinely wanted to share what's going on behind the scenes of my business because a lot of times when I give you a little peek behind the scenes, I get I get feedback going. Oh my gosh! Tell me more! Tell me more! So yeah, the the podcast takes up a lot of my time. I get pitches from people, uh, from publishers, and from uh, PR agencies for guests. I sometimes look for guests on my own. I do a lot of research. Before every interview, so that I'm asking questions that I think will be most useful and helpful and interesting to you who are listening. Then there's the editing of the show and the uh, you know the, the 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 putting it out into the world and all those technical pieces. And then there's the membership that I run and the content that I come up from that and the videos that I take for that. And then there are the live calls that I have with my membership. There is the book proposal that I'm working on and there's the development of this new course. So that's kind of what's going on in my life. And I want to say that lately, when I have been sitting in different parts of my house, I really finally love what I see. I am at home. I am comfortable. I'm delighted. I'm happy. And I say that not to pat myself on the back, but to say to you that I've been working at this for a long time. And it's not like this is the first time I've had those feelings, but it it does take time. It does take time to really not only hone your eye and develop your skills, it also takes time to slow down and, and actually enjoy it and feel like it's at a point where you can enjoy it, where it's not quite so much a work in progress, where it's like, oh, this is where it's at right now, and I'm quite happy with it. I might get bored in a few years, and I'll start making some changes, and that's fine. That's all about the evolution. But but right now, this room is giving something back to me. I am feeling rejuvenated. I am feeling replenished. I am feeling happy and cared for. All, all of those things that I really want your homes to be giving back to you. So I'm saying all of this to let you know that it it does take time. And it's not if it's, if it's not happening for you at the moment, it's not because you're doing something wrong. And it's certainly not because you're missing some sort of creative gene that you just don't possess to make your home look nice. It's just about intentionality, being patient with yourself, and actually trying things out. Try, you know, make, make a commitment to something. Make a commitment to a new wall color. Make a commitment to uh, a beautiful handmade rug. And live with it for a while and see what it does for you and how it interacts with the other things that you already own. That is the practice of slow style, trying things out, getting in that feedback loop for yourself, like how, how does this make me feel? How does this change my environment? How does this enhance or detract from the experience I'm trying to have? That is all for this week. I'm really happy to be back. I'm excited about this upcoming season. We've got a lot of great guests to share with you, and I'm so happy you're here. Send me an email, zandra at littleyellowcouch.com. Let me know what you think of this episode and everything that I've been talking about today. Have a beautiful, lovely week, and I will be back in your earbuds next Monday.